Welcome to Black Girl Burnout. Kelly here. Today we're going to talk all about how to opt into a life of reciprocity. We're going to define what reciprocity is. We're going to talk about the three kind of areas of life where we should pursue reciprocity or reciprocal relationships. And we're going to end, as always, with a practice a healing tool to help you determine where in your life you can get a little more reciprocity. This conversation I've been having, as a lot of the material I have for this podcast, comes from conversations with the women, the black women specifically in my life. And I remember having this conversation with one of my friends and saying to them, I am no longer interested in relationships that are not reciprocal. And her kind of pausing on that and me really defining what that meant. I know the basic definition of reciprocity is the practice of exchanging things for or with others for mutual benefit. And how I meant that in my life is that I really was no longer interested in having friendships, family dynamics, or business and career relationships that were not reciprocal. And to be able to define that, I, I kind of knew what I didn't want any anymore, right? We've all been in situations and in relationships with people where it has felt one-sided, whether it's partnership or friendship or family dynamics or career. There have always been moments in time where we have felt like we have given more than we have gotten. And I want to separate reciprocity from selfishness, which a lot of people think it is, that reciprocity and generosity are not the same thing. You can choose to be generous any day of the week, any moment you choose to. You are in the line at the coffee place and you want to pay it forward and grab the next person's coffee. That is an act of generosity. And that is separate from the conversation about reciprocity or what I meant when I said I'm no longer interested in reciprocal relationships. That generosity never goes out of style. Kindness never goes out of style. And not everything we do in life, we have to expect a return for. But to be clear, as women, we have been conditioned to be in a state of the upside down, of giving. We celebrate the giving of ourselves more than the being able to take back. And as black women, and particularly the myths around black women, it almost rewards the black women who give and give and give. We, we reward martyrs, people who give everything of themselves without question. And we tend to vilify or make people feel bad when they expect something in return. And it is that cultural lie and myth that we have to be giving to a, a fault that one undermines all that generosity means and kindness, but more importantly, stops us from standing up for what we deserve. And that is relationships that give us reciprocity, that give and take. It's as simple as that. Where in your relationships is there give and take? And it is okay for you to take. For me, like I said, it was, it's was it been a journey to doing that. There were times where I loved having upside down relationships with people because it made me feel safe. If I was always in a space of giving, 
and not worrying about taking, I couldn't be disappointed, right? If I, I knew that this was, I was giving, I have control over my generosity or my giving, right? And therefore I get to feel safe in the fact that I always feel like I might have the upper hand because I'm the generous one. I'm the one who gives. There have been times where I was in a state of upside down or misalignment in my professional relationships because I thought that was a badge of honor. Look at me. I'm here to help people and it's okay if that comes at a financial burden or more importantly, an emotional and physical burden, that that was just part of, quote unquote, the job. For a long time, I've been a writer. Have you subscribed to the Black Girl Burnout newsletter? Well, if you haven't, now is your chance. Every month, the Black Girl Burnout newsletter contains bonus video footage of conversations that I call Hey Girl Chats between me and my friends and other previous guests. It contains guided visualizations and meditations, as well as affirmations to get you through your month. It truly is a burnout prevention kit, all contained in a short little newsletter. So click the link in the show notes, subscribe, and grab your copy of this month's newsletter. What if 2024 you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. 
And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. Today, though, I really want to challenge you the way I challenge myself to move beyond that faulty belief system that kept me locked in struggle, addicted to struggle, addicted to uneven relationships, and resigned to the struggle that this was the way it was always going to be. So let's look at those three areas of where we can find ways to add reciprocity, that we can truly say what I say now, which is that I am no longer interested in having non-reciprocal relationships with people. If I am going to give, I need to be able to take. And let's start first in our interpersonal relationships, our love life and our friend life. I think they're very similar in some ways. And talking about what reciprocation means there. Again, I think we need to be really clear about reciprocity isn't an act of greed. It isn't demanding. It isn't cruel. It is about knowing that the people in your life are in your life for a purpose and a reason and that you give of yourself a lot and you give your best self to the people you love, but you also need to be able to take So reciprocity means that if you are picking up the phone at 4 a.m. for a friend, that they should be willing to pick up the phone for you at 4 a.m. If you are in a place to celebrate the beautiful things that are happening in your partner's life or in a, a close friend's life, then they should be able to celebrate with you all the wonderful things happening in your life at the moment. Reciprocity isn't just about helping people when they're in need or when you're in need. It's also about celebrating and continuing a spirit of joy, having that be in your dynamic. And also knowing that true relationships aren't necessarily 50-50, meaning that every day everybody gives 50-50. Your best friend gives you 50% of themselves and you give 50% of yourself every day. Your partner gives 50% of themselves and you give 50% of yourself. That's not true because in relationships that changes. There are days where you are like, I am at 10% today and I need my friend. I need my partner to give me 90 just for today to take care of me and to make sure I'm okay. There are times where it's the other way around. But if you start getting into a pattern where it is constantly you giving and not taking, it may be time to evaluate that relationship and see, am I really honoring myself by demanding or asking and expecting that my relationships be reciprocal? Also, it's important to say that reciprocity doesn't necessarily always have to be a big thing whether it's a big celebration or a big moment where a person stepped in in time of need. I'll give you an example. I have a friend who our entire relationship is all about sending back and forth TikTok videos. 
I mean, literally, I don't know that we've actually had a conversation in months, but I will tell you every day I look forward to laughing because this person sends me the best and funniest TikToks. And I am competitive, so I want to match that energy of TikToks and I want to send funny ones back. That person is in my life and is not leaving my life because we bring value to each other. And that value doesn't mean that I'm going to call that person if I'm locked out of my place or if I'm in crisis or if the most important moment of my life just happened. That doesn't mean I'm going to tell that person. It just means that our dynamic is reciprocal in the sense that they bring joy to my life and I hopefully bring joy to theirs as well. So reciprocity isn't in the big Now let's talk about in family dynamics and in career. In family dynamics, this can be a little tough. This can be, there can be times where the people that we have in our lives are not capable of giving us what we need. There may be issues with addiction or trauma or past just pain and hard things to heal that we may decide that we would rather have a relationship where we are giving more than we are getting just because we want them in our lives. And if that's your decision, to an extent, that's okay. It's just being clear about what is making you do that. Is it out of guilt or is it out of love? But it is also okay to expect our family relationships to be reciprocal. And reciprocal doesn't have to mean as my mom would say, tit for tat, (laughs) meaning that if I pay your phone bill on May, I want a gift card for my favorite thing in June. It can be more along the lines that if I'm financially supporting you, I really want you to be my cheerleader in my corner. I, my expectation of you as my family member is that you cheer me on and you're excited about the good things that are happening, that you emotionally support me so that I can then financially support you. And sometimes it's the opposite. Maybe our family is supporting us and we cannot, we're, we're asking for help and we cannot give them back what they've given us. But what are the ways we can be giving back? Is it emotional? Can we make sure we check in on them? It's okay to have a reciprocal relationship with your family members. And it's okay to have the conversation where you say that I really want to I love giving and I love being generous and, and you're my family and I love you. But there's some things I would love in return from you. That's totally okay. In career, it is much the same. You want to be sure that when you're thinking about your day-to-day job and your professional experience, that you are giving the good of yourself, the best of yourself, but that you're getting something in return. And being very clear about what that is. What would that look like? For me, when I was working, reciprocal relationships with my job meant that I was given a lot, but I was getting a lot of opportunities. I was making lasting and financially benefiting connections that really helped me launch my consultancy that I have now. I was not paid the right amount for the job that I was at. And there were times where I was woefully underpaid. And there were times where people were given awards and access that I just wasn't given. But I stayed in that job because I was able to say that even though I didn't get a financial benefit or as much as I deserved, I still was getting other benefits that I could see directly impacting my career and my future. 
So taking this to our healing practice and thought for the day, this is what I want you to think about doing. Go through your interpersonal relationships, your family dynamics, and your career, and look for the ways that you get back as much as you give. Make a list. Pick one, if it's overwhelming, of those three, and write down what you give and write down on the other side of the sheet of paper what you're getting. And seeing if you feel like that is reciprocal, if it feels either energetically or objectively that you are you have a reciprocal relationship. Check to make sure that you are giving and able to give. Sometimes we forget that in the hunt to get reciprocity from others, that we may not be given enough to ask anyone to give back. Check and see that you are. And where you feel things have fallen short in that one category you pick, write down ideally what would it look like to get back as much as you give? How would that look? Is it emotional? Is it financial? Is it an opportunity? Is it in having boundaries respected? Write down what it would look like to have reciprocity in that relationship. Journal about it. Dream big. Say ideally what it would look like. And that can be the start to you having a conversation or changing your behavior, depending on which category, to start to establish more reciprocity. Let me know how you make out with that. And that's it for today's episode. As always, you can support the podcast one of four ways. One, you can tell a friend, tell somebody. We're an ever-growing community. We love getting the word out. And you can do that also by subscribing to the podcast. You can follow us across all social platforms. We're on just about all of them. And it's at Black Girl Burnout, including our website, blackgirlburnout.com. Follow and like all of our socials. It's great to see the community growing. The third thing you can do is you can subscribe to the newsletter. The newsletter is this rich monthly drop that comes out that will give you first access to giveaways. It'll give you monthly affirmations, monthly visualizations and guided meditations, and a monthly bonus episode that's in video format as well, what I'm calling Hey Girl Chats. And last but not least, you can support the podcast by leaving a review. Ratings and reviews makes my heart happy. You can leave them on a variety of platforms. Particularly Spotify has a rating component on, on the mobile feature. And of course, as always, Apple Podcasts take ratings. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Monkey,